Where do you get lost? What do you get lost in doing? Maybe if you're still working a full-time job and you haven't made the entrepreneurial jump yet, maybe that's like, what are you spending a lot of your time outside of work doing? And where do you get lost and maybe forget to eat? Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome back, wealthy and well women. So happy to have you here. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about following what lights you up, following what excites you, and silencing the limiting beliefs that may pop up, or just those obsessive thoughts that need to have a full explanation before making any moves towards what excites you. And looking at how just following what you love, following what makes you happy, following the joy sometimes can be the most powerful thing you can do in your life and your business. So taking you back to kind of show you, uh, I know if you listened to um, my first episode, then you've heard a little bit already about my story into entrepreneurship and this wealthy and well woman lifestyle that I'm obsessed with and operating from overflow. But I want to show you guys a couple examples of what it looked like in my life when I had no idea where I would end up today as a business and clarity coach for wellness entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs. That literally was never on my radar. I'm going to take you to about 13 years ago. (laughs) So 13 years ago, 20-year-old Kat was in college studying psychology because at 18, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Of course, I felt like I you know, should. I had to go to college, so I did. And taking those first initial courses, I fell in love with my psychology course. And it could be a mixture of my teacher, Jan was her name. I still like have memories about her class and she was one of my favorite professors ever, but she taught abnormal and social psych. And it was a very interactive class and a lot of like real life examples from movies and looking at people's behavior and analyzing like why they're doing what they're doing and what could be behind that. And this was fascinating to me. So this is back then, like one of the first examples that I can think of for myself, where I just began to follow what I liked, what excited me and what I, what I was just naturally drawn to. I didn't have any like grand plan of, okay, I'm going to switch my major to psych and this is my business plan and I'm going to do this. And this is going to be my five-year plan, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure I had those thoughts at times. I remember I had those thoughts at times, but that wasn't the initial reason behind me saying, 
okay, I am going to major in psych. The reason why is because I had an amazing experience in this class, yes, but also because it really landed with me. It excited me, it lit me up, and I wanted to follow that and learn more. And a theme in my life personally has always been to do what makes me happy. Um, Another flashback, at 18, I got my first tattoo, and it's Aviv Houdi on on the side. And it's, I'm probably not even pronouncing it right because, you know, 18 year old didn't do a ton of research, but it's Latin for live today, not tomorrow. So that's always, it's kind of like the modern day YOLO, which is a little embarrassing, but that's always been a big theme in my life of like following what lights you up and following what makes you happy. Even back then when I, when it was totally different to me, but it was that same sort of theme. And so I started following that psychology poll. And it's fascinating to look at, even in college, I was a straight A student in psychology. Any psychology course, I loved it. I showed up for it. I was interested in it. It was like easy. And this is the first instance in like a business life world setting where I can think back and pinpoint following what felt good. And even though like some people may have bombed psych courses because they weren't interested in it, I was really drawn to it. I loved it. It was easy for me to get straight A's in psychology because it was easy for me to focus. Another background on me is that I am a manifesting generator, which if you know anything about human design, this is a pretty common trait. And I also was diagnosed with ADHD last year as an adult. So also common for people with ADHD to be hyper-focused and kind of obsessed with what they love and with what excites them and then have a little bit of a hard time with the topics or tasks that are a little monotonous or not exciting. And I think whether you have ADHD or your human design is manifesting generator, I feel like this day and age, a lot of people have some of those qualities. So you may be able to relate to that. But following what lights you up, following what excites you and not needing it to have a direct answer right now in your life. There's so many times. So that was the first instance in my life where I just followed what lit me up because I really didn't know what else to major in. And I wasn't really like trying to be strategic. I was just like, yeah, I go to college. That's what you do. And I want to learn more about this. And so that's what I did. I went on to minor in Spanish because I wanted to travel and I did a semester abroad in Alicante, Spain, where I intensively studied Spanish and I ended up doing another study abroad in Prague, Czech Republic and Lüneburg, Germany. So I did a lot of study abroads. I really can't express more how looking back on life, this has been like such a theme of just following what lights me up. And it's gotten me here, so it's worked. But um, I want to urge you and encourage you to first off, look at those points in your life where you have followed what lights you up. And maybe that has come to something or, or led you to a life choice or a career choice. Or if you're an entrepreneur, maybe it led you to your entrepreneurial journey. But look at some of those themes and how they tie in together. And this is a practice that I do with my new entrepreneurs and my women that are wanting to create a a business for themselves. 
Like this is a huge theme for discovering what you can offer to the world is looking at what excites you, what lights you up? Like what could you spend so much time learning like me in, in college, studying psychology, getting straight A's with ease, but then in a, like a math or a science course, I would have to really struggle to get a B, you know, or a C. So like this applies so much to our life and business. So step one is really identifying what it is that lights you up. Where do you get lost? What do you get lost in doing? Maybe if you're still working a full-time job and you haven't made the entrepreneurial jump yet, maybe that's like, what are you spending a lot of your time outside of work doing? And where do you get lost and maybe forget to eat or um, just get super hyper-focused and really intrigued? Like what areas of life are that? So that for me molded from college, it was on psych. And I think that's really played into the mindset, the coaching piece that is all still relevant in my life. And a huge part of my life and my business now is I've intertwined that into my work, into coaching, into the mindset work, into the yoga and the spirituality, like all of that really plays in together. The next piece of what lit me up was actually in college. So 13 years ago when I was 20, I got my first, actually it wasn't my first job because my first job was at Abercrombie and Fitch. What up models? No, it was the second job and it was at a tanning salon called Suntan City. Started just as, um, I think they're called tanning consultants or something, you know, working the front desk and cleaning tanning beds. And I've always like, I was a big, you know, tanner back in those days. If you are my age and you're around in those times, tanning was all the rage and all the cool kids did it. Stupid looking back on, and especially in your thirties, uh, when you're, you're making up for it in your skin, but I'm getting sidetracked here. So that job obviously wanted mostly just free tanning at that 20 year old part of me. But what I really discovered in that first job was A, how nice it was to make money for yourself and B, how your hard work could really help you advance and achieve more success. In that job, when I was still in college, I got promoted to the assistant salon director and then to a salon director position where I was running a location a whole location, managing a team while I was still in college. And this experience in being able to go shopping, to afford things that I wanted in college, to buy a new sweet car and all of these things and have my own money at that time was like a look into what I wanted in my life as far as like financial gain and financial overflow and being able to give back, be able to, you know, give to the people that I love and just be in this financial state of overflow. And so that changed my goal from being a child psychologist, which is what my goal started out as with my psychology degree in college. I really wanted to work with children and adolescents in helping 
identify like emotional blocks and barriers and trauma and work through that. And that was part of my fascination with just helping people and understanding why people do what they do. But that changed after making my own money, after working in sales, working with people, managing a team. I really loved that leadership role. And although I wasn't great at it back then, it helped me learn a lot. And it was all part of the path of where I have gotten to now. After college working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car in their management training, it was very similar. It was definitely at that, you know, early 20s after college, uh, early to mid 20s, you know, trying to do the best move in life. And at that point, I feel many are influenced by their parents or by society and kind of trained to be a good employee and think that that's how you're going to be successful, happy, abundant, all of these things. So I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car in their management program. I moved up quickly. Again, saw how working hard really got me to where I wanted to be. And during that time, I was sacrificing myself a lot. And a a common theme that I noticed was I almost had to brainwash myself into believing so fully in the company, in what I was selling. And the more that I really kind of brainwashed myself to believe it was such a good product and offer, the easier it was for me to sell and to motivate other people to sell and to motivate my team to sell. So that's when I kind of self-labeled. So a background, I've actually been working in sales and marketing for 13 years now, starting with these jobs in college. And that really helped me notice how much you had two different types of salespeople. You had those super bro markety salespeople that were pushy. They were kind of skeezy. They would tell you anything to get the sale. And then you had what I liked to call relationship-based selling. And I don't know if this is an official term. This is something that I put on my LinkedIn literally so many years ago, way before I was an entrepreneur in the online space, before I was in the coaching industry, all of that. I really noticed by working in sales and in this atmosphere that there were two different types of people. There were the cutthroat, like sacrifice the team for my own sale, sacrifice everyone else like lie and do all of these like shady things that give the sales industry a really bad name. And that I see a lot of people have this negative connotation around selling and creating their own business because they're terrified to sell or succeeding in their own business because you're terrified to sell. So I saw that firsthand. And even back then, I really wanted to put myself in the other category of more heart-centered sales. And that is what I teach today. And a big part of that is the mindset shift. It is believing in your offers, believing in what you're selling, believing in your company and believing in your mission, believing in your values, believing in what you're building. So a lot of times in my coaching, this is the first step that we take a look at and that we really dive into is your belief 
in yourself, in your product, in your ability to change lives. And that is one of the most important things. Okay. So at that time was teaching yoga, got my yoga certification, started feeling just miserable and burnt out in this corporate life. I was working crazy hours. I wasn't able to take care of myself. This is another theme that has been huge in my life and in what I see to be huge in people that I coach, the women that I coach and other entrepreneurs is you have to take care of yourself, especially if you're in business for yourself, you can't give your best and give your fullest to your clients. If you don't first feel your best, if you're not operating from overflow, if you're not showing up and taking care of yourself before you do anything else, then it is going to be nearly impossible to give that level of care and premium support to your clients. So when I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car in this business management sales marketing job, I really began to notice that I wasn't taking care of myself. I was getting burnt out, drained. I had no passion for what I was doing. I just was really that all the brainwashing that I did to myself really just began to wear off. And I was just really burnt out and going on my first yoga retreat and really just throwing myself into taking care of myself on my off hours, that became my obsession. So following that desire, going back to the main point of this is at that point, I started throwing myself into my passion on any available time that I did have, which was super minimal at this time, because I was also very focused on building a career and climbing that corporate ladder. But any time that I had, you would find me in a yoga class, You would find me reading self-help and self-growth books. You would find me reading yoga journal. I, of course, took at this point, I had taken several yoga teacher trainings. And even though I hadn't started teaching yet, I was just throwing myself into learning as much as I could about basically self-care and what I found to be transformational and like allow me to stay holding on and stay happy and continue to improve my emotional life and my mindset. And it was really through yoga and through self-growth. And I read everything from Gabby Bernstein to a lot of the yoga books and mindset books, Buddha's brain, so many different, I, I can't even think of all of the things right now, but Gabby Bernstein was a huge one for me. And from there, I leapt into following that passion. I said, to heck with it. I don't care if this is the responsible thing to do. If staying in corporate and sacrificing myself is what you're supposed to do. Like, I just don't care anymore. I I can find another sales job. I can figure it out. I'm going to follow the passion. So I quit that job and started teaching yoga, did another teacher training, just continued to throw myself into what I was really excited about and passionate about. From there, living in Boston, I quickly realized that I was running out of money and that I did need to find another job to carry myself through at that 
time. And my main goal was to find something that was a lot more flexible, that I had more autonomy over my schedule, over my time, over my life, that I was able to still teach yoga and follow that passion while also utilizing my skills in sales and marketing and business development. And so my main mission was, okay, I'm not rushing into this. I'm finding a company that I'm aligned with their values. I really stand by the product which I had learned from my prior sales jobs was essential to my success and to my happiness in the role. And so from there, I started working for a nutritional company that had a main product of uh, protein bars. So it was a lot more aligned with my lifestyle of health and wellness and They did a lot of outside marketing, so event marketing, and I was in sales and outside sales that I started out in that company. And um, I was like, okay, this is perfect. It's going to give me so much more flexibility of my schedule and I feel aligned. It's something I'm excited about. Great. So I followed what was lighting me up there. I again quickly got promoted to managing all of the New England sales and um, worked closely with marketing to get our brand out to the masses at events. So following what lit me up before I even thought about starting an event company, this began to give me that experience of working firsthand in events as a vendor, seeing what a lot of events offered as far as um, their inclusions, their packages, their rates, which actually really led to a lot of my success when I did start my own events and acquiring sponsors and vendors. I had that foundational knowledge from this job and I was able to, again, manage a team. I had a much more autonomy of my schedule, my time. I was making great money. I had so many great benefits and it was really like the perfect situation to be in a corporate job. I was teaching three to five yoga classes. I had a flexible time off and I got this super strong pull. So after a couple of years of doing that, I got the super strong pull to go to India for my advanced yoga teacher training. I found a program out of nowhere. I literally don't even remember where I found this, maybe on Instagram, like totally randomly for a program in Goa, India for a 500 hour training, vinyasa yoga teacher training. And it was a month in India. I had a full-time job, although I had a lot of autonomy on my schedule and I had built a great team and I was really respected at that job by my management and everything like that. I was still like, I have this call. It's totally irresponsible. No, you know, company in their right mind is going to let me take off to India for a month. I had started my wellness events company. So I was kind of like taking off on that a little bit. Um, cause I was doing that on the side, but I just felt such a strong pull and it felt totally irrational and crazy. And I said, you know what? I feel like this is the move. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust my decision. And I left, like jumped right in. I signed up and I bought my plane ticket and I broke the news to my boss. And I said, I'm requesting to take a month off and I'll work and set everyone up and basically like do my work out for a month ahead of time and all of these things. And I totally understand if you can't keep me on as in this role as an employee, but like, I have to do this. This It's an opportunity that I can't 
pass up and that is just really weighing on me. And I, I just have to show up for this. And by the grace of God, <laughs> they, cause it was my timeline. Um, my boss said, you know, the only news I couldn't handle would be losing you and we'll make this work. I understand we'll make it work. And then I also layered on, Hey, I'm moving from Boston back to Portland, Maine. So, um, I followed again, what I felt strongly about. And this, I really want you to take away from this decision to make decisions for yourself, to trust your decisions and to show up for yourself and for your path when you feel the call. So hand in hand to following what lights you up, following what excites you. Like this isn't done in one split decision. This is done over the course of your life. And if you haven't done this up until now, that's okay. You can always start now. You can begin living life on your own terms now, following what lights you up and being able to find your purpose. Like so many people ask, well, I don't know what my path is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know exactly what that is. Like I need to, I need help finding that. And you're not alone. Most people don't know. Like I didn't know when I was studying psychology in college. I didn't know when I was working at Suntan City in college. I didn't know when I got a job at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Like none of these seemed aligned in like my life purpose, but I followed these little calls. I didn't even know when I took off to India for a month and left my current, you know, corporate sales job without any like full security of having a job when I got back and I made that decision and I left same thing when I left my corporate job to work full-time as a yoga instructor and an event planner, I followed what was lighting me up. I trusted that internal pull. I trusted that strong desire and I, I followed it and I showed up for it. And so that is what I want to urge you to do, whether you have already started that, whether it's brand new to you, I want to urge you to follow more of what's lighting you up. And this goes, if you are currently an entrepreneur, if you're currently working for yourself in your business and you're looking to grow your business, one of the most important KPIs, key performance indicators that you can have for your business and that I often look at in my business year over year, month over month, week over week is, was I happy doing that? Like, was I, what, what gave me joy about that? And how can I follow more of what's lighting me up? How can I share more of what's exciting me and not just follow the motions and do things because I think I should, or I have to, or I need to, for it to be successful or for it to be a certain way, but how can I focus more fully on feeling my best to give my best on following what excites me and lights me up and trusting my decisions, trusting my path and the pull that the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in is, is pulling you towards because all of that going full circle, all of those work experiences in my life, all of those little decisions, those little pulls, those little shifts in the right direction are what all came together to create my business now as a business and clarity coach for wellness entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs. All of that, the psychology, the 13 years in sales and marketing, all of those things. And a side note that I want to share too, a lot, a lot of times if people aren't working their passion full-time, if they haven't made that 
leap into full-time entrepreneurship yet. You might be there. You might be still working your full-time job, maybe trying to create your passion, your dream business on the side and thinking like, oh, I'm just wasting my time in this, you know, in this full-time job. It's not what I'm supposed to be doing. There's so many things that you can be learning that can work for you and your business later on. So don't rush the process. Like, yes, make decisions, trust when it's the right time and make decisions and movements to get you closer to that place that you want to be. But also learn what you can allow those experiences in every single stage and every single corporate job or other job that you're working, how those can all play into and give you the skill set for what you really want to be doing in the long run. And the practical application here to close is first look at what really excites you. Look at what lights you up. Look at what you love talking about, what you love learning about, what you love reading about or listening to, like the podcast, maybe it's self-growth. Whatever these things are, pay attention to that. Be intentional and follow more of that. Second is stop holding yourself back. Stop telling yourself you can't or no, or it's irresponsible or all of these things. Stop self-limiting and self-sabotaging yourself. When you feel a decision is right, when you are pulled and called to make a move, make it. Trust yourself. I cannot stress this enough. This is why this permission phase is so huge in the coaching work that I do as well is because you have to give your self-permission. You have to trust yourself. And number three, stop waiting for the time to be perfect. If there's something that's on your heart, if you have been wanting to make a move, if you have been waiting or wishing or saying, okay, when I have this much in my bank account, or, you know, when I get to this level, or when I complete this training, then I'll do this. Stop putting these limitations on yourself. Take action now. Stop self-limiting yourself. All right, my loves, a reminder that you know the way and you know what's best for yourself. If starting or launching your dream online business is what is on your heart, Reminder that this is the last week that Monetize Your Magic, my group coaching program for new or early stage entrepreneurs still scaling to consistent 5K months is open for enrollment now. This is your business online business blueprint and launch pad. It gives you everything from templates to master classes to planning documents all of the things that you need to gain extreme clarity on what the magic is that you have to offer this world and how to bundle it into a premium, irresistible online offer and then market and sell it to the masses. So if this is what you're wanting to create for yourself, if you're wanting to create a life of freedom, of joy, of overflow in a deeper way, and you're wanting to start this journey, definitely click the link in the show notes for Monetize Your Magic. You can sign up right on that page. Of course, if you have questions, you can DM me on Instagram at Kat Sanusi. I'm happy to chat with you, but I trust you to make the decision for yourself. And I want 
want you to trust yourself in such a powerful way to make that decision, to know if it's right for you and to show up for that call. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.